Hey, good people. This is the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. I'm your host, Rashida H. Muhammad, nail tech affectionately known as Ra. I have so much to share with you this evening. Welcome. Let's get started. Hey, good people. This weekend or past weekend, I visited my auntie in Nashville. And when I tell you this trip was much needed, it was much needed. It has been crazy. I know I've left you all on red for some time. Um, Been a little slow this season, but I really appreciate you all for still sticking with me and listening to those old episodes until some new ones come out and continuing to follow me and share my information on social media. One of the great things that I learned along the way was that I have listeners overseas who actually rock with me. Um, I was scrolling through um, a, a search on the internet not too long ago for podcasts about nail nail salons. And I just wanted to see where I ranked. Surprisingly, I ranked number nine. And so that was really wonderful. I was so happy to find that out. I'll share the link in my bio for this episode. But yeah. Anyway, back to regular programming. But um, I drove from Georgia to 10IC, Tennessee, um, last weekend, and the scenery was breathtaking. If you ever live in the South or have lived in the South or have driven through the South at all, it's breathtaking landscape. I mean, aside from there being certain areas where you just, there's are no go, no go zones, I'm from Buffalo, New York, and I'm used to a balance of rural and city, so I love it. I was in my element driving through certain parts of Georgia into Tennessee, and then there's an area that shares a border. Um, I was driving from Georgia through Tennessee and then ended up back in Georgia to end up back in Tennessee. I can't remember what area that was, but... It tripped me out for a minute and I thought I was tripping when I looked at my GPS and I saw signs that said, welcome to Georgia, when a couple of miles back, it just said, welcome to Tennessee. So, hey, I'm here, I'm back, and I'm so happy you all are with me. And um, living in the South has allowed me to think and space out and just live in quiet and rural areas. And I have grown to love these areas even more as I get older. Um... Just get get that moment to appreciate peace and still and to slow down, especially in this industry. We're always go, 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 do, do, do. But something that the pandemic and then also just living here has taught me was slow down. Why are you in a rush? I tried my best not to slow down or not to zone out. But when I did zone out, I thought about you guys. I thought about you ladies, I thought about you non-binary, and I thought about you all as a a collective, as my listeners, and how I've left you hanging. So my apologies, I promise to give you more confessions more frequently as we continue to grow. In a later episode, I'm going to talk about the most listened to podcast, which ties into this episode. Um, I call today's episode Professional Biases for a couple of reasons. Um, first, because they exist. And second, because I caught myself in the moment of acknowledging my own professional biases. Are you ready? Okay, 
Let's chat. Professional biases. No, this is not the episode where I attempt to shame somebody, but this is an episode to discuss some professional biases that I've experienced and ones that I've even fallen victim into believing. Whenever I need a break from maintaining my own nails, I visit local nail salons, and I know you do too. And I do this in hopes that I'll find a nail salon that does a job as well as I do. I know you do. Mm -hmm. I know you're smiling right now because you're not alone. We all do it. I have yet to meet a nail technician who, after years of living in the salon, being in the salon, wants to do their own nails after a long day. I personally do not. (laughs) So very seldom do we get services at a salon as a professional and get a chance to completely relax. And I mean completely relax. I've only done this once and it was in a salon that I worked in. (sighs) Right, no days off. (laughs) So um, in that setting, we had downtime and did each other's pedicures and nails and waxing and other maintenance, others' lashes and all that. So I started coining it staff development day. Yeah, that was me. You heard it here first. (laughs) I started calling those days staff development days. And you can use that too. It's free. Go ahead. Incorporate staff development days into your salon. It builds, it, it's a team building. So good people, one thing about me is I have a wide and have had a wide variety of professional experiences outside of the salon. And I borrow ideologies and I borrow terminology from those places and try to apply them to a salon setting when absolutely necessary. I think it's rewarding and it breaks up the idea that nail technicians and salon owners come to work just to paint nails. You know, I'm not letting that go. When I worked in the salon, there was a customer who would ask all the time, okay, so what made you do nails? So do you go to school to learn how to paint nails? And that was belittling. So I took that to heart and I'm showing you that no, we don't just go to school to learn to do nails. But anyway, paint nails, sorry. But because while that is only 5% true, we do much more than just paint nails all day. So back to the professional biases. Um, While I was in Nashville visiting my aunt, she is probably my icon. She is my real life Whitley Gilbert (laughs) because my aunt, I've never seen her without her nails done. And she probably always has her nails done. I'm trying to think of a time, um, unless I was doing her nails, I've never seen her nail without nails done. And I remember being a little girl and always looking at how fly my auntie's nails were and just thinking, wow, I wanna be like auntie when I get older. I wanna be just as fierce as that woman because she used to bedazzle her nails and French tip and get this, the um, long before Swarovski crystals became a thing again, she used to get the jewels on her nails with the cross, like a simple cross on her nail. It was real elegant, but I always loved her nails. They were simple, but elegant all the time. And she got acrylics, don't get me wrong. 
And I just remember her always having her nails done. My one aunt, out of all of my aunties, and I have six of them, <laughs> out of all of my aunties, my aunt who lives in Nashville always kept, she's fierce. She's always together and her nails are always done. Nails and, and she's one of the women I've learned um, personal hygiene and how to keep yourself up from was her looking up to her all the time. But um, I just had to share that shameless plug. My aunt is fierce. So if you ever see me posted with pictures with my auntie, it's usually the fierce one. <laughs> no shade to my other aunties, but my aunt who lives in Nashville is fierce. So um, last weekend we were on our way to dinner and um, we were at a restaurant that shares, it, it's in the shopping plaza, which has a nail salon in it. So she's like, you know, the owner got in trouble for that tax evasion. So of course I lean in and I said, what? She's, she goes on to tell me that the owner was telling their employees to fake the amount that he was paying them to avoid paying taxes. I'm here to tell you that's a no-no. I'm here to tell you right now, don't do that because the IRS will find out and you do not want to experience that find or potential jail time. It's just not worth it. Just live right and you don't have to worry. So as I listened to my aunt give me the details, I started to think, well, I've worked in the salon space where we were paid under the table. Um, sometimes it was half cash, half check, meaning that we would work certain hours. And then sometimes if we went overtime, we would get cash for that. Or if we were paid in cash for our tips, we wouldn't get our tips right away unless the customer handed it or the customer or client handed it to us directly. Now, for those of you who are new to my podcast or um, get confused when I say customer versus client, those two are not the same. Your customer is someone who comes in, they're infrequent. Your client is someone who has standing appointments with you. You know them, they know you, you exchange gifts. That's a client. They're almost family. <laughs> okay. So there is a difference. But um, yeah. So when I worked in the salon, we paid under the table or paid half cash, half check, all cash or all paycheck. But at no time were we advised on what to do when it was time to file taxes. Um Sometimes we received a W-2, sometimes we were um, hired as contract employees, so we had to file a 1090 form, a 1099 form. So those things get really murky when you aren't sure what to do. So um, in this instance, it was good that we weren't told what to do. But again, to my point, if you're working for someone who is telling you to fudge your tax records, make an exit plan right now. If they go down, you're going to go down with them. All right. So I started to think, imagine how much money would be saved if we knew how to manage our own finances as salon professionals. And then as I listened to my aunt continue to dish, I also thought, I wonder if the, the business reopened under a different name, but with the same owners. We see it happen all the time in our communities. It's just a way of life. I'm not knocking anyone's way to make their bread and butter, but it's dishonest. Um, so when I worked full time in a salon and all right, I'm getting ready to dive into my professional bias. So all of my, my negative Nancy's or people who are willing to wave the flag at me, I just wanted to give that disclaimer. My general audience understands that the nail salon industry is dominated by Vietnamese culture. It's just a fact. I've listed details. I've given you research. It's just a fact. 
the nail salon industry is dominated by Vietnamese culture. Um, and I have to say that disclaimer. So when I did work in a salon, customers would come in and first experience the shock when they entered the salon and they didn't see a person of Vietnamese descent as an employee. And then they had skepticisms about the abilities that we had to do nails. Now, I've been in the game for a very long time. My first salon job was actually working for a Cambodian family in a nail salon. And people were genuinely shocked to see someone other than Vietnamese, because they're Cambodian, they're not Vietnamese, one, doing nails, and then two, to also see a black person in there doing nails. Yes, I took it there. If this makes you uncomfortable, I understand, but this is fact. This is just a, a natural fact about the industry. And I've researched it, season one. You can listen to it to prove it. Also, a little nugget, check out the Nailed It documentary by Adele Free Fam. I will always promote this because it's a really good documentary about how Vietnamese culture became the dominating source in the salon industry, but check it out. However, um, I did find myself having a slightly different encounter when I would go get my own nails done. <sighs> so I hate, well, let me not say that. When I visit salons, I'm like an undercover state board inspector. I am looking at the tools, I'm looking at products, I'm asking questions if the products are not labeled, I'm looking at the cleanliness, I'm looking at receptacles, the lighting, ventilation, I'm looking to see if the license matched the person who was working on me, I'm looking to see if the licenses are displayed, and all of the above. So when I come in, yes, I seem like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing, but I let you know in the middle of my service, that I am also a licensed nail technician. And if I'm asking you to do something a certain way, it's because personal, <laughs> personal preference and then a professional preference because I'll correct you, it better me than a fine later. So if I see anything off, I'm not staying in the salon. I will, I will gladly take my feet out of the pedicure bowl or remove my hands from the from the manicurist and walk out. I'll pay for my service, but I will walk out if anything just seems off. And it, let's just not even say that. Prior to getting to that point, I will leave. If I'm sitting there and I see things that are off or the vibe is off, I'm leaving the salon. So I am a little biased when it comes to that because certain places do have negative reputations for the way that they treat their customers of a certain of a certain background and then also just the the constant remember how I mentioned earlier in the episode how we're always go 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 when I go to a salon I'm going there to relax yes I'm coming to get a service and I understand that you have to get your customers in get them out but I'm coming here to spend a good chunk of money so I expect the service to match the money that I'm spending and over the years, I've been slightly more relaxed, especially after the pandemic, but I'm still watching. So I joked with my aunt about our next salon visit. I said, they might end up hiring me. And she laughed, but I was half joking and half serious. I'll, I'll share a story time after this break. I know this is the break right now, but I need you to do me a favor. Follow me on social media right now at Nails by Ra, that's Ra, R-A-H, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Nails by Ra, that's R-A-H. Also, 
If you have any questions, please email me with any nail tech related questions at nailsbyra at gmail.com. quick story time (laughs) I needed a pampering pamper me day I needed it so bad it was the end of the semester I just needed it you ever get to that point where your nails are a mess you're so busy doing everything else that you neglect yourself yeah that was me that day so I went to a local nail salon and got the works I originally went in for a pedicure and I was planning on balling on a budget with that pedicure and I reasoned with my budget about doing my own manicure, AKA a full set of dip powder nails because you know my nails stay done. (laughs) And as I was getting my pedicure, one of the owners kept passing by and just examining the work of the manicurist who was doing my pedicure. And then she noticed my nails. So she offered to do my nails after seeing how badly I needed them done. I was low key embarrassed, but hey, it happens to the best of us. After thinking about it, I'm like, all right, well, okay, all right, okay, all right. So I decided to get my nails done, and I got this beautiful pink color. I'm obsessed with it. I have it on my YouTube, on my Instagram. And as I sat in the chair, I'm sitting here thinking about what the owner must be thinking as she removed my nails, like as she removed the old product from my nails. And in the middle, she paused and asked me, where did you get your nails done? And I looked at her and I smiled. I did them. (laughs) So she paused and her eyes lit up again and she examined my old work. And she looked at the woman who was doing my pedicure and she started speaking Vietnamese. And then she asked me what I did for a living. And I told her right now I'm a student. Um, I'm not currently working because I am a full-time student. And, you know, she offered me a job in the salon, but the salon was three hours away. I giggled so hard because at the time it seemed tempting, but I told her I would think about it. So as she finished my service, I was able to relax my hands and I thought about what life would be like working for someone else again in the salon space. Nah, let's just say it was very, very short consideration. (laughs) What are some of your professional biases? Do you do the same thing when you go to the salon as a professional? I want to know. I I can't be the only one. Let me hear them. Let's continue this conversation and follow me on my socials at Nails by Raw on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And also I have a searchable YouTube link now because I made it to 100 followers on YouTube. I'm so excited. So you can search Nails by Raw and I will pop up. All right. Talk to you soon. Before we end, we have to slow it down even more for my shout out section. I have tried 
to add this into each episode moving forward because you all rock so much and I'm just so happy to have you. I'm happy that you listen here and I'm happy that you are a part of my good people tribe. That is what I'm going to consider you all, my good people tribe, because it takes good people to know good people. You hear me? All right. So I want to continue to thank you all and be certain that I show my appreciation because again, without you, there is no Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. I certainly do appreciate you for rocking with me. I started this podcast during the pandemic and it has grown so much over the past year and I am forever grateful. First things first, shout out to Scratch Magazine. They are a British-based magazine making a global impact on the nail and beauty markets. Thank you so much for featuring my podcast in your May issue. I was late to the party, but super humbled to be included in that issue. So I thank you. Um, This Scratch Magazine was the magazine that I mentioned earlier in the episode who featured my podcast and ranked at number nine for Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast for listeners because you get into this industry and you hear... Um, podcasts, I mean, you you get into the podcasting market and all of things like lifestyle and money tips and things that are very specific to a certain niche. And so I found my niche and developed a beautiful tribe and community. So I thank you all. And I thank you Scratch Magazine for including me in that issue of your magazine. I want to give a huge, 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 huge shout out to the newest members of my good people tribe. Hello. Hey, good people. Again, without your support, there is no Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. So up first, we have at nail.spacex, at underscore, underscore, Berry queen, at seer artiste, at cutie in the car hearts, and a special shout out and honorable mention to my mentee, Hot Girl Beats. That's Hot Girl Beats with a Z. She is a makeup artist who is Atlanta-based and she does magic. I promise, keep doing what you're doing because you never know who was watching you and continue to be inspired and do things which inspires others and are pleasing in thy sight. Thank you all. I just have to give a huge shout out. All right. Until next time. Hey there. I know we covered a lot today, but here are a couple of takeaways from today's episode. First one, always be aware of your surroundings. You never know who is listening, who is watching, who is taking notes. And once you're in the public eye, those things are important. Our second takeaway, it costs zero cents to research and take ownership of your own professional biases. These are something that I am constantly working on and making a conscious effort to change and evolve. And our last and final takeaway, and I hope This sticks with you for all the days through. Be kind to others. All right, until next time. (music) 
Thank you for tuning in to the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. I've been your host, Rashida H. Muhammad, nail tech affectionately known as Ra. Make sure you tune in next week, Tuesday, for our next episode. Looking forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, subscribe to the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast and make sure you stay in the loop by following me across the board on social media at Nails by Ra. Also visit me at www.nailsbyra.com. Until next time.